So thank you for your attentiveness thus far. We're going to read into the Word of God, uh, uh, Proverbs. We're going to look at Proverbs chapter 3. Um, a wonderful uh, kind of theme I'm talking about tonight. You know, I read, I read a story about a young minister who went out to start in the ministry. Um, and he already had a family so they went out uh, to start in this ministry and, and, and begin as you do. Um, and as they started, you know, things start off slow. When you pioneer things, you start off from the, literally from the ground up. Like Pastor Mo started this church from the ground up many years ago, seven years ago, I believe it was, coming up to eight years. So, uh, you know, when you start, there's not much there. So the same was with uh, this family as well. When they started, there wasn't much there. So they had a support that come in as $100 a month. That's what they had to support the, the church and the ministry. Um, but God told them, and they felt God had told them that they should go full time. Full time on $100 a month to support the ministry and their family as well. God told him we should go full-time, so that's exactly what they did. And in quote, he says, From that day till this, God has taken care of our family and the needs of the ministry that he called us to. And he says here, In the early years, he supplied a home rent-free. Come on now. <laughs> he supplied a farmer who gave them meat, fresh meat, whenever they needed it. Um, a dentist, this is kind of weird, a dentist who bought them clothing. I thought when I read it, a dentist who fixed their teeth. No, no, a dentist who bought them clothing whenever they needed it. Um, he supplied a mechanic who recovered or repaired their car whenever they needed it. And many, many, many other things until the ministry started to gather strength and then money started to flow uh, and finances started to come in. Uh, but they were taken care of from the beginning. He says, from that day until this, God has taken care of our needs. Um, how many know that is the favour of God? Amen. The favour of God. And that's what I want to talk about uh, this evening, walking in favour. Walking in favor. And we're going to look at Proverbs 3, uh, verse 1 to 4. The Bible says, uh, My son, do not forget my law, uh, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Uh, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Walking in favor. So, what is favor? What is favor? We understand, you know, walking in favor. I said at the beginning, that's the favor of God. But what is favor? Well, I want to first understand or talk about what favor is not. Now, because we all in a journey of life, we all go through this journey. And we want this journey to go well. We want this journey to be smooth. We don't want any speed bumps along the way. Um, we want this journey to be free of any mishaps. We don't want anything that to go wrong in this journey. We need it to go smooth. We wish it to go smooth. That's when we talk about when you have a good life, it is a smooth life. And we fantasize about life being perfect, fantasize about life going well and doing everything well. Then we see that in the real world, life actually happens slightly differently. Come on now. 
We want it. As from, from we're kids, we have dreams, we have ideas, we have fantasies of what we want and how we want it. We want things to go well. But the reality is when life hits you, sometimes things don't always go as straightforward as you'd hoped. But even after bad events, we still want things to go well. We're still interested in, in things going well for us. And as a result of that, people have turned to all sorts of things to try and ensure that things go well. People have turned to all sorts of ideologies to try and make sure things go well. You think about superstition. Now, my brother works for, for Apple. One of my brothers, he works for Apple. And he mentioned to me that, uh, <laughs> he mentioned to me, he doesn't own Apple, he just works for Apple. Come on now. <laughs> hey, that's nothing, nothing major. Come on now. He's an employee. Come on. <laughs> if I said my brother was Steve Jobs, then all right, that's, that's, that's but hey, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he works for Apple and he told me, he mentioned that uh, when the iPhone 13 came out, many people didn't actually upgrade to that. They skipped and waited till the 14 came out. Why? Because of the number 13. It's true. He told me, he asked people that came in. He knows customers that come and get the apple every single year. The 13 came out, his customer didn't come. And he asked him, why didn't you come? He said, I'm not getting an apple 13. Are you crazy? Because <laughs> people think that the idea of the 13, people don't do things on the 13th or don't have 13 things because of the number 13. They want to make sure, because the ideology is that 13 is, there's, you know, Friday the 13th, all this stuff, is bad luck and so on. So people try and steer clear from that. I read about a Filipino tradition called Pag Pag. Hey, I don't know if that's true or not, but hey, I read about it. Hey, Prinny, you can tell me if this is true. Called Pag Pag. And what it is, it says that after a funeral, you should never go straight home. She says it's true. You should never go straight home because what they say is, if you go straight home, a bad spirit or an evil spirit might follow you and enter your home. What you should do instead, go to a restaurant or a cafe first. <laughs> Let the bad spirit do its thing there and then you can go home. <laughs> That's what they believe. That's what they believe. They said they should do that. There's a Japanese superstition that says, uh, listen, never sleep with your head pointing to the north because it's bad luck. I'm like, who's got time for that? Listen, when you're tired, you're tired. Me and my son have got the same spirit. We sleep wherever we sleep. But there's a superstition that says you lay your head to the north. Hey, that's bad luck because apparently they lay their dead and they put their head to the north and they lay their dead and so on. And there's many, many more superstitions you can even come up with yourself. Some people have told you, you shouldn't do this. Don't walk under a ladder. Don't do this. Don't walk on a, on a, on a, on a crap because you'll break your mum's back. All this, all this kind of stuff. Huh? So people are doing things, trying to avoid this, this badness because they want things to go well. Even so, people carry charms. I've heard about lucky pieces of clothing. People telling me about lucky socks, lucky pants. Hey, that stuff is disgusting. They tell me they don't wash them themselves. They wear it all the time. Lucky, because they want stuff to go well. Lucky pieces of jewelry. People carry pieces of jewelry around with them because they're saying, if I have this with me, it will bring me luck. Sometimes people talk about random pieces of objects. Oh, listen, hang this over your door and prosperity will come to your house. <laughs> Put this over your bed. You have no bad dreams. All these type of things. Why? Because they're trying to ensure that life goes well. Now, what I'm talking about is favor. And favor is not like good luck. Come on now. 
Favor is not like a good luck charm. Favor is not like this, make sure you have this good energy. You know that this, this buzzword today, good energy. Make sure your energy is good. Now, favor is not like that. What I'm talking about, uh, all this stuff is, is, is superstition. What I'm talking about is not superstition, it is supernatural. Come on now. I'm talking about the favor of God, favor of the one that created the universe, the one that is all powerful. Favor comes from him. Favor is his super supernatural hand upon your life. That is favor. It is an act of kindness that is beyond what is actually due. You know, sometimes we don't even deserve some of the things we get, but the favor of God is upon our life. And for that reason, the only response to that should be gratefulness. Gratefulness to the one who is the creator of all, who has all power, all knowledge, and is able to lay his hand upon you. Favor is supernatural hand of God. And we see this all throughout the Bible. We see this all throughout the Bible. We see the story of Esther is a wonderful story of deliverance. It's a wonderful story of justice, but it's also a story of God's favor. Here we see a young girl who is picked to be queen over many eligible candidates, but she is the one that's picked. And here in Esther chapter 2, verse number 17, the Bible says, The king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight uh, more than all the other virgins so he set the royal crown upon her head and made her the queen instead of Vashti and the story goes on to say you know she risks her life to go and speak to the king uh, but again she finds favor in his sight uh, and is able to speak to it Uh, you know sometimes we can get it twisted when we're saying there's a favor of God, if you have the favor of God upon your life or you're praying for the favor of God upon your life that means that nothing bad will happen to you That means that nothing will ever go wrong. Um, And listen, uh, that is a twisted, that is a misguided understanding because I told you at the beginning, life happens. Life, listen, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. Come on now. It happens to all of us. um, That if something bad happens to you, that's a direct result of something bad you've done or some bad sin you've done or some bad uh, omen or something like that. And sometimes uh, in cases that is true. Listen, sometimes bad thing happens as a result of the decisions you make. Come on now, let's be honest. Let's uh, Let's take that as a result. Sometimes bad things happen to you because of the decisions you choose to make. Because of the sin you play around with sometimes. But sometimes that's not every case. Sometimes it's just, that's just life. Hey, sometimes it just happens that way. Yeah? But God's favor, did you know, can still rest upon you even in the times where things go wrong. Sometimes God's favor can still rest upon you despite the things going wrong. Come on now. God's favor can rest on you yeah, where people try to backbite you. God's favor rests on you when people try to slander you, people try and uh, put you down the wrong path. God's favor can still rest upon you. Listen, we need to speak about uh, Joseph. We're talking about God's favor. We can speak about Joseph all day long. Joseph is one of my superheroes of the faith. uh, And Joseph's story illustrates uh, literally the hand of God all over his life. We see that Joe, poor old Joe, was sold, sold as a slave by his brothers. He was literally sold into slavery. And John, uh, Genesis 39, chapter 4, Bible says here that Joseph found favor 
and served him, that is his master, then he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put under his authority. See, we see that he is sold into slavery, but still finds favor and still manages to rise up. The story goes on. He was lied upon. People lied about him and he was put into prison. 39.21, Bible says that, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Even right up to the end now, Genesis 41, verse 39 to 40, the Bible says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, over my people, uh, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. That is favor in spite of the things that have gone wrong. Listen, what I'm saying is, church, we need to walk in the favor of God. Can you say amen in this place? We need to have the favor of God upon our lives. We need to be functioning, uh, working, and walking with the favor of God. And it is the providential hand of God that is able to take you through in spite of the things that happen. How many here need favor of God right here in this place? There's things that you're going through. You need the favor of God. Come on, don't check the horoscopes thinking, is it going to go well for me? No, forget that stuff. You need the favor of God. There's situations uh, that's happening in your family. Situations happening in your workplace. You need the favor of God. You need to consult the maker. You need some supernatural guidance, some supernatural aid here. And that comes from the favor of God. Now, how was this obtained? How, how do we get this? How do we obtain this? How do we work in this uh, and continue to work through? Well, look at verse number one of our text uh, in Proverbs. The uh, Bible says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. See, it's a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. When we're serving God, this whole thing of Christianity, everything to do with following Christ... Uh, is a heart issue. It's always down to the heart. It's not necessarily, okay, do this, do this, uh, list of do's and don'ts. It is down to the heart. Uh, Bible says, let your heart keep my commands. Your heart should be geared towards serving God. Your heart should be geared towards doing things that are right. Your heart should be geared towards the commands that he's put out there. We should be expecting to turn our heart towards God because we know that the Bible says that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So if we turn our hearts towards God, then we start to see, we start to open up this providential hand We start to open up this huge favor upon our lives. Look at Proverbs 12 and verse number 2. The Bible says, A good man obtains favor from the Lord. It's a good man that obtains favor from the Lord. But a man of wickedness or wicked intentions, he will condemn. We spoke about intentions the other day. Spoke about intentions comes from a bad heart, an impure heart. We're speaking of a heart issue. We need to turn our hearts to God, to the things of God, and we shall obtain favor. Can you say amen in this place? Favor is something we need to strive for in our lives. Wherever we're working, whatever we're doing, we need the hand of God to be with us. Listen, because... He is the one that is able to uh, bring the increase. He is the one that's able to bring people into um, success. He is the one that's able to bring people into destiny. And we need to walk um, in his favor. 
I love this one, Proverbs 18, 22. He who finds a wife, amen, finds a good thing. <laughs> and here, obtains favor from the Lord. He who, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. You see, because the one that finds a wife is willing to get into a relationship that is similar to Jesus and the church. Come on now. He's willing to use his heart for another. And when you have a heart for someone else like that, God is saying, listen, I'm going to shower favor upon you. He says, you find favor from the Lord. When you're going through things, you're, you're, you're there taking care, you're there loving. Because when you find a wife, when you get into a wife, when you get into a marriage, listen, the marriage relationship is a, is a, a, a supernatural relationship. The marriage relationship, only God could have come with this kind of relationship. You see, because uh, many people, Hollywood will have you believe uh, it's all to do with feelings. It's all fluffy. It's all nice and it's all, you know, all airy-fairy. You're always walking on air. But listen, all the married people in this world, all the married people have been married for a number of years, know that is not true. <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> right. You understand? Because, uh, because marriage uh, is work. Come on now. Marriage sometimes means uh, you got to love people who don't deserve the love. Come on now. <laughs> marriage sometimes means you got to sacrifice where you don't feel like you got to sacrifice. Come on now. Where you don't want to sacrifice, you still got to sacrifice. Marriage sometimes means, you know, I'm going to be the one that comes and says, you know, I'm sorry. Even though, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> That's what marriage is. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> All the married people said amen. Huh? Come on. <laughs> Some people were shouting that. Yeah, amen. For those that are not married, listen, we're, not, we're, we're painting a good picture. Trust me, listen, marriage is a blessing. Listen, I, I, come on now. Listen, Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing, obtains favor from the Lord. Amen. That's still true. But the reason the faith is there is because uh, when you're getting into a marriage, you're willing to, let your, to open up your heart and say, you know what, I'm going to love somebody else. Um, not, not when I feel good, not when I feel bad. Listen, all the time, I'm going to make a commitment to somebody else. Um, and God says when you have a heart like that, um, your heart beats just like mine beats him. He says because of that, then you're going to find favor. You see, his heart issue. When you have a heart that's willing to look out for people, a heart that's willing to say, listen, I'm going to be by your side through thick and through thin. That's when favor comes. So how do we get the favor of the Lord? Listen, it is a heart issue. We need to turn our hearts to God. And I'll move secondly to the balance, life and the balance. You see, because... The life that we've been given, the life that God has blessed us with, has to be balanced in every single area. Because it's so easy for us to be imbalanced. We're, we're fantastic here, but we're terrible over here. Or we're faithful here, but we're never seen over here. You know, Martin Luther, the great preacher, said uh, that life or human nature is like putting a drunk peasant on a horse. You put him on one way, he falls that way. You pick him up, put him on this way, he falls that way. Because we're always swinging this way and that way. But how many know we need to be balanced in life? We need to do things, not forgetting other things. And I'm saying that because our scripture says, and in verse number four, you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. 
Because there are some people that want to find favour with God and it stops right there. I want to find favour with you, God, but I'm not forgiving my brother. No way. I want favour from you, but I'm not talking to her ever again. I need favour from you, but don't ask me to give anything to the poor. Come on now. People want favour with God, but they themselves are not friendly with men or people around them. When the Bible says man, obviously we talk about mankind here. Listen, it is a whole picture. You find favour with God and favour with man. You should be in right standing with God and right standing with your brethren around you. Can you say amen in this place? And there's an illustration I found there. There's, there's two, two friends went out to eat. And they both ordered the same thing. They both ordered the fish. And when the waiter came out, both pieces of fish came on one platter. There was one big and one small. One of the men got up immediately and started to serve his friend, took the small piece of fish, put it on a plate and gave it to his friend. And the friend said, hey, what's going on here? What's wrong with you? And the other friend said, what's the matter? He says, you stood up and taken and given this, me this small fish. How dare you? And he said, well, what would you have done? He says, I would have served you the bigger piece of fish. Well, he says, I've already got it. So what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> people don't want to, you know, when it comes to other people, you know, sometimes we, you know, we, we find it hard to relate to people around us. Sometimes we find it hard. And God has created us to have a, a, a life that should be in balance. And yes, we should be having a focus on our relationship with God, but not forgetting the relationship with people around us. Come on now. The vertical relationship is fantastic. We need to work on that. But also we should not forget the horizontal, horizontal relationship as well. We should also seek to find favour with man around us. Listen, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. I like it that Samuel was characterised as a man of God. You know, he's a prophet. As he was growing up, we read in 1 Samuel 2 and 26, the Bible says, And the child Samuel grew in stature and in favour both with the Lord and men. It says the same thing about Jesus. When Jesus was growing up, Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and with men. See, we see this balanced approach. We want to find favour or walk in favour. Listen, it is wisdom if we walk in favour or want to find favour with God. But it's also wisdom that we should walk in favour with our brothers and sisters around us also. Come on, when you walk in favour, it's not only with God. We can walk in favour with people. And that's how things can start to flourish. Things can start to grow. Listen, the early church, they understood this. And we see this in Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. The Bible says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favour with all people. And look at this, and the Lord added to the church daily to those who are being saved because they had favour with God and favour with people. We need to understand that as the body of Christ. We need to understand that because some Christians are not friendly. Come on now, I'm being honest. Some Christians don't have people skills. Come on. Some people don't know how to relate to people. Listen, we need to grow in favour. We need to grow in favour with God, yes, but also in favour with men. 
You know, when I, when I think of Jesus and how he ministered to people and how he went around to tax collectors' houses and, and people's houses, I, had, I have an idea of a man who is able to speak to people, a man who is able to communicate to people, a man who is able to crack joke with people. Come on now, a man who's able to be friendly with people, grow in favor with people. So now when it comes to, um, listen, uh, when he asks, he, he asks disciples to do anything, of course I'm going to do that for you, Jesus. Of course I'm gonna, he's obtained faith favor with his God, but also favor with men around him. Come on. That's an important lesson for us to learn. Are you favorable with God, but also are you favorable with people around you? Are there people that if, you, if they mention your name, their face would just twist up and you're just, oh, her, just twist up, just at the mention of your name. Is there people that if they mention your name, they'll just be blessed, thinking of, oh, yes, thinking of all the good things you've done or, or how smiley your character is and how your character just rubs off on people. I believe Christians should have favor everywhere they go. I believe favor, favor should not just come from God, it should come from people as well. Listen, when you're doing things, when you're trying to work with people, uh, listen, they should have a, you should have a good character. You should have that balance where it's not just, okay, just me and Jesus, forget everybody else. No, 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 it's you and Jesus plus everybody else. Come on now. It's a picture of everybody. You should have that balance uh, where you're able to speak to people, communicate with people, and they should have a good report for you. Come on. Amen. We should be able to speak to your co-workers and say, what do you think about this person? They should be able to give you a good report. Come on. You should be able to speak to family members. What do you think of this person? They should list out all the good things they should say about you. But that's in a blue sky world. How many of we live in a real world? We know that some people, they leave these doors, leave the door of the church or leave, just get off their knees from praying and, and go and curse people, go and have arguments with people, go and lie on people. Come on. This should not be. We should have favor with God, but also favor with people. I'll look finally with you about favor for the future. You see, because favor is not just so you can have a nice, easy life. Uh, we should pray for favor. We need the favor of God to function. But it's not just so you can have a nice, smooth life. There is a destiny attached to your life. Samuel grew in favor. Jesus grew in favor because they had a job to do. They had a, a ministry to achieve. And in order to do that, they needed God and people. I want to tell you, for you to fulfill out the destiny in your life, you need God and you need people. So you should grow in favor with both. So that when you go to do what God has called you to do, listen, when you call on God, he's got favor. You call on people, they'll give you favor. Come on, you should be able to fulfill what God has called you to do with the power of God in your life. Friends around you, people to support you because there is a bigger picture. God has got a plan and a destiny for your life. And that will be fulfilled through the favor of God and the favor of people around you. And this is not just a one-time thing. Look at Psalms 30 and verse number 5. The Bible says, For his anger is just but for a moment. His favor is for life. His favor is always on you. Listen, the events could be bad. The events could be against you. But his favor has not departed from you. 
His favour will be on you for life. You are walking in his favour. Make sure you walk in his favour. Walk in the favour of men so that you can do what he's called you to do. You can be a great testimony at your workplace. You can be a great testimony at school. You can be a great testimony in your house. People can look at your life and find you blameless, find you faultless. Listen, do you know that people are watching you? They watch how you respond to things. They see how you go through through things. They're watching you. Listen, you will obtain favour if you continue on walking in this way. We need to understand that walking in favour is the best possible walk for us. This job that God has us to do is huge. And he needs, or you need, God and people. You know, my life is a living testimony of walking in favour. A living testament. And I don't and the things I'm gonna tell you, I'm not gonna tell you to boast. I'm just giving you a caveat. I'm just gonna throw this out there. This is not to boast to say that I'm anything. I'm saying this to let you know that the favor of God is real. And you should, uh, 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 you should want to walk in this every day of your life. You know, I started my job uh, um, uh, the same year I got married. So this February will be 14 years at the same company. Um, started entry level, entry level job. You can get that job at, uh, you know, at the age of, uh, what's college? 17, 18, you can get that job. Answering the phones. Uh, um, I started there just a nobody answering phones for, for this company. All of a sudden, I see, you know, there, there's this, this company is actually really big. I'm into IT. I love IT. I said, man, I would love to work in IT here in this place. Uh, and unbeknownst to me, God has ordained things before me. He set things in path before me. Um, and somebody said, uh, um, there is an IT job going. Uh, uh, see what you can do. And I was like, okay, let me get an IT job here, just fixing or bringing computers out, bring, sorry, bringing keyboards out, bringing mice out, nothing, just plugging it in. Uh, I got that job as a temporary job. The person who was doing the permanent job, as soon as I got it left, so the permanent job became open. I got the permanent job. The permanent job then became uh, uh, what they call a, um, I forgot the word, but it means you're just there for a couple of months uh, um, and then, then you, go back to your, you go back to another job. Secondment, thank you very much. It was a secondment. Um, I got the secondment, it was meant to be for six months, ended up being for 18 months. Uh, the person that was mentoring me, he was moving to Germany and I could take the mentor's job. I got that job. I was there in that job and, uh, and I, was, I was looking for something else. I was like, I need something because, you know, I'm starting to have kids now. Or I had about two kids, I think, at that time. <laughs> I, need, you know, I need some money now. This is great. I'm doing it. I need some money now. I need some, you know, some extra money. They said, don't worry. We see what we can do. They increased my salary by 10,000 pounds. I said, okay, God. Okay, God is, hey, there, there's something going on here. I'm just, I don't deserve any of this, by the way. I'm going on and there's now, I said, okay, now I need to, I, I want to move out. I want to get an actual professional job I want to get a title I've been working for uh, they said don't worry go on to Prince 2 it's a project management course um, it costs about £1,500 we'll pay it for you uh, they paid that for me I went on the course they paid it for me got, the, got, another, got a promotion because of that uh, I was going out they said listen I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find another job now I'm going to leave this company uh, I'm going to go and, and work to somewhere else uh, the CEO of the company found out that I was leaving this company is a, inter, a global company the CEO found out I, me, little me, was leaving and said, hold up, have we done everything to keep him? 
And he said, oh, maybe we can do something else. They created a job for me so that I can stay. <laughs> I came, I got that job. Come on now. Come on now, madness. I move in. I move into another department in IT. Uh, uh, this is the first time I started tasting professional levels. They started throwing things. They said company cars. I company what? Who 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 does that? They throw that out there. They said finance is good. When I get there, the manager of the team decides to leave, and I become the manager of the team that I come into. So I was working as now my colleagues and now my my employees. And I was thinking, hey, this doesn't really happen like that. These people are older than me. They've been here for years. I've just slipped in here and now I'm the manager of the team that I walked into. I got that job and now I'm coming over to, I've decided, you know, this is, this is a couple of kids later, I've decided, I've decided, you know what, I need to, I feel the call of God on my life, I need to do something, but it's quite hard as you're a manager of a team, you've got direct reports and so on. God, we need to do something. A promotion came where it was a senior job, it's the job I'm in now, I don't have any direct reports, but it's a promotion. I'm thinking, how does that work? More money, more responsibility, but less people to deal with. Now freedom, now I can work from home and I can answer the call of God. And now here I am, a pastor in a church in Hull. Why? <laughs> come on now. Why? Why because I'm special? No, come on now, I'm not that special. Why because I'm super educated? No, come on now, I'm not super educated. Because there is this dynamic there is this supernatural realm that is the favor of God and the favor of people. Listen, there's people that I've been able to connect with that have helped me along the way. There's people that have spoken words to me that have encouraged me. God has opened doors for me that no one else could have opened. Listen, when you walk in the favor of God and you have favor with people, listen, you can fulfill the destiny that he has for your life. We should seek to walk in the favor of God and have favor with people. Can you say amen in this place? Come on, let's give him a shout of praise in this place. Walking in favor. God is good. And we're going to pray for that right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. We're going to walk in favor. How do we obtain that? It's a heart issue. We've got to turn our hearts to God. The favor of God. Like I said, this isn't some superstition oh hold this or carry this and it will go well for you you'll have good luck listen I don't believe in luck things happen for a reason and favor doesn't mean that bad things are not going to happen to you you can have the favor of God in spite of the bad things that happen And we need to contend for his favor. You know, some people ask me, they're going through some things, they're going through some issues, going through uh, all sorts of things. What's what's the answer? Well, the answer is you need the favor of God. How am I going to get through this? You need the favor of God. I need a job that will pay this. You need the favor of God. Favor of God. And if you're here in this place, before we pray for something specific, I just want to just open up as an invitation because I said to you, Jesus grew in the favor of God and of men. 
But he did that because he had a job to do. And that job was to be the saviour of mankind. That job was to pay a price or pay the penalty for sin for you and I. And he did that willingly. He died a sinner's death. But on the third day rose up and conquered death. That you can be free. So here we're offering the free gift of salvation. That you can be saved, sanctified, justified. And when you die, you can stand before God as if you never sinned and make it into heaven. Not because you're perfect, but because of what Jesus did. So if you're here under the sound of my voice and you don't know, you don't understand, um, or you have no idea where you would go if you were to die, you, you can't confidently say heaven would be your home. And you want to be assured, you want the blood of Jesus Christ to come and wash you, make you white as snow, that you are justified, you are washed clean. All I want you to do as a sign to me is to raise your hand and I'll pray with you. If you want that, you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Amen, I see that hand, God bless you. If there's any more, put that hand up. Amen. Maybe you're here and it's time for you to come back home. Maybe you're here and you've been battling, saying, nah, not ready, not yet. Not yet. I want to say to you, today is the day to come back, to rededicate your life. Who's to say you're going to get another opportunity to do this? Maybe you've been estranged. You're, you're, you're far from God now. Well, now's the time to come back home. If you're here and that's you, if I'm speaking to you, raise that hand. I'll pray with you right now. If that's you, you want to make you want a rededication Unsave the backslidden. You want a rededication to Christ right here. And say, Lord, I give you my heart once again. I want to walk in favor. If that's you, put that hand up. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shifkir, if you want to come, Shakira, come on. Get a prayer. Abigail, if you please. Come pray with Shakira. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Abigail's going to pray Amen, amen. Speaking to Christians in this place and walking in favour. That's what we need. The favour of God. We need to contend for that. God, let me find favour in your sight. Let me find favour in your sight because if you find favour in your sight, listen, doors will be open to you out of nowhere. Situations will be completely changed in an instant. Things that have been blocked to you or things that have been out of your reach now be in your grasp if you find favour in His sight. As I said, we need to live a balanced life. So yes, we need the favour of God. But we should also seek to grow in favour with men and, men, and, men and women around us. That as we fulfil the 
destiny in our life. God will open up doors. Men and women will give us an, uh, a helping hand and we can be all that God has designed us to be. Church, we should pray. We want to find favour. Find favour with Him in His sight. Find favour in the sight of people around us. Uh, oh, let's do whatever. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and, and, and change us, uh, to, to change our heart uh, that we can be people that, uh, that are favourable, that we can be people that are favourable. Listen, if you want to make some prayer, you want to make some decisions, you want to ask God, uh, listen, these altars are open, come. Come and find a place to pray. If you want to pray through some situations, you need the favour of God. Come, let's find a place to pray. You want to ask God to help you, to, to, to find favour even with people favour with your, your manager at work favour with council members favour with business partners come find a place to pray ask God to help you uh, to find favour in His sight uh, or to do what He has called you to do we need to walk in favour oh we need to have favour in the sight of God in the sight of men oh we thank you Lord God we bless your name oh Lord Jesus oh God we thank you Father God Lord God, we worship you, Lord Jesus, God, we pray in the name. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, God.